Shout out to the God Turk. Supreme Clientele Radio. Ah. Diablo, SR the General. Full blast to beat God. Graph, chant. Yeah, graph, chant. Ah. Graph, chant. Yeah, graph, chant. Ah. Shout out the graph champs. 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome. Tune in the graph champs. We appreciate the love and support. For all the graph camps, the most amazing and iconic artists out here smashing it from the train yards to the rooftops to the storefronts, highways catching wreck. As saw the general, he be going crazy, bro, from his Instagram account, Supreme Clientel Radio. Interviewing all the icons, the ones that led the way, salute to all the fallen legends, the ones that set the stage. Ah, moment of silence, let us remember those. Whether they family or they were friend or foe. Ah, pay them a love them, let's show them some respect Major contribution in hip-hop, graph chancer to the death Ready and willing, never scared to fry Never. Chance in the odds of getting up, prepared to rise Super talented vandals, never scared to nope. die Let's show them love while they breathing Go ahead and share the life, share the life. So tell a friend to go and tell a friend, tell a friend. Interviews are dope from the start up to the end, to the end. Let's show him love and call it glory time Repost his post on your post Share his post up on your storyline Ah We grab champs We out Live, we have live Team K-E-D Live in the building. We in the camera view, right? We in the camera view? Alright. Yo, there's a reason why I had to do this live because this this dude right here is not a regular average. He played a huge part in the whole MBK movement, DTF movement, FTR movement, MTA, and so on and so forth. Yo, Dean. Thank you for coming through. It's been a long time coming. And like I said, I, I wanted to build up to this. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Thank you for coming. You're dear to my heart since day one, A1, <coughs> knocking them dead. So we're going to start from the beginning. Look, I got, come on, son. This is some real shit right, right here happening. From the beginning, Dean, how did you get into graffiti? What got, what got you into graffiti? Basically, uh, just the neighborhood, you know, playing sports and stuff like that and kind of hooking up with Exile and Gumby and I, U.S., grew up together and they had their own little crew from U.S. and everything and then uh, kind of just chilling from time to time and then they did their first wall at Greenpoint and it was like, you know, all right, this is something that seems interesting. And, you know, back then we were young, you know, I tested out. You know what I'm saying? He's like, all right, I'll take it and pretend to like, yeah. So uh, what year, what years was this? What year like was 90, this? 1991. 1991, the golden years, bro. The golden years. So you said exile, Gumby. Gumby is another big part of a lot of this that's happening yeah, right now. Point, you know, so. so yeah, Green, I wanted you to say where you yeah, were at. Greenpoint. Greenpoint, Point, Brooklyn. Yep. Greenpoint, baby. Um, all right, so 1991, you're around these guys, they're already doing it. Yeah, they were, you know, they weren't painting so much, like, as far as active, like, training and stuff like that, but they would, Gumby was more of a, you know, 
producer and stuff like that, but, you know, he had a good influence in the neighborhood as far as, you know, keeping it, like, us first. So then it was just, we would, Exile was more, oh, we wanted to go out picking. So it was like, all right, let's go. We wanted to climb up scaffolds, stuff like that. So with him, he was more of an influence in the sense of street bombing. And just, you know, being more of the out, outgoing where it was like, look up, you know, we're on a rooftop, let's try to look, let's get up there tonight and stuff like that. So I kind of found it was interesting in that sense. So, so right in the beginning when you see that, like, because that's, that's a writer's eye, you know, we see some totally different yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. Everybody's looking at that, we're like, oh shit, look at that spot right there. Yeah. You, you, you had that from the beginning? Not Exile, Exile had more of the eye for it, and it was like, you know, yo, come on, I'm up in there, I'm up in the it. And just, from there on, it was more like an adrenaline rush then, it was like, you know, the, the, the challenge of, you know, always having to be on, like, looking out, I and mean, just doing different spots like that to be more... We had high spots that were just tagged where like people were just like, you know, how do you even do it? Climbing up the scaffolds to take the tag. And it wasn't even, you know, it, people more could recognize it back then. There was no social media, was, you know, cameras like that. It was just, people would see the street like, hey, that spot down in the village, you know, second story. Like, yeah, you know, you know, oh, you hit the rooftop along the Palasi Bridge. So I think back then, you know, when they did the Us First piece over in Greenpoint, that was a big thing that kind of, Made a lot of noise to all the neighborhoods. You know, it was like one of the biggest things done in the streets as far as blockbuster goes or whatever. And it was more for the crew itself. Could you, could you tell them what block it was on? Yeah, it was on Leonard Street between uh, Anger and Bayard, along New High School 126. So, so I want I want you to paint the picture for the followers like of Greenpoint in those days. How was Greenpoint? Was it like a lot of riders? Was it rough? Was it what? Yeah, the neighborhood itself. The neighborhood itself was. Definitely rough, just like it was in any other neighborhood. You know what I mean? You had your, your um, mixed crews as far as not graffiti, but yet, you know, neighborhood, neighborhoods from side to side. And it was like where on our side, growing up, I grew up on like the, the Spanish side for the most part. And, you know, writing, writers wise, most of the writers from the Greek one were all on our side. We had ID, UGG. He was, he was from he was from Greenpoint as well. So but he was he was part of our crew from back then, you know, from day one basically. And I know the whole underground thing and all that stuff. He was more of a loner in a sense, but yet he knew like where he kept his words with us. You know what I'm so so alright, so now it's you know the UF, us first. Now I wanna know how, where did KED come in? Because this is where it starts getting crazy. Right. So the KED thing mean DRH was always like making up certain crews and stuff like that. And um, with the KED thing, he, he started the crew and it was like, you know, he was the prez or whatever. He had a couple of crews at the same time. And the whole knock him dead thing, my dad would always be like, I would go play ball, he'd be like, yo, knock him dead. You know, almost like a show business with like, you know, break the leg. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when Min was like, yo, you know, the crew, whatever. And, you know, I was vice prez at the time or whatever. He was more like, you know, like, oh, I think I'm just going to, I don't really want the crew whatever. And I was like, all right, you know, mm-hmm. fucking, I'm running. So men made it up off the Yeah, he, he started, he started it for the most part, but he had a bunch of different ones at the time, you know, with AMK and ATL and all that stuff, DRH. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make it my own, my own, you know, that label, basically. And I just ran with it and just, you know, stuck with it. And it was like me, Goober, Cat, you know, rest in peace, Goober, of course, you know. That's what it was, it uh, would have been his birthday. 
So happy birthday up there, you know what I'm saying? So we, you know, we started out just thinking and stuff like that. You know, the neighborhood, obviously, like everybody else starts off in the neighborhood and then venture out here and there. Then I guess it was like 91, 92, became cool in high school with Catch, Touche, those guys like that, Rusto back then, Fuck Crew, SCS, you know, started going out, venturing out. You know what I mean? And then, I guess in the early part of the 90s, 90, 91, 92, in that, that frame, the Obama was stacked. You know, we were always having these parties in Greenpoint and stuff like that. We met like Casio, Doom, Fogs, 501s, you know, WOS, those guys, you know, all those fellas like that would come through the neighborhood and just be chilling, drinking, or start going out painting, you know. So I guess as far as influence-wise bombing, Stacks was a big influence. You know, he was always, you know, he wanted to be like, oh, you know, chill. And then I come on, let's go paint the fuck crew. Bye, LC, rest in peace. You know. All the fellas over there, Joe, JB1, those guys. So, you know, I think for me, with the KVD thing, kind of just venturing out and meeting guys like you, Papo, AZ, those guys, you know. I knew those guys from playing basketball. So it's kind of like little networks where got cool this way and started chilling, you know what I mean? And then next thing you know, it was like little by little, getting bigger and bigger, you know what I'm saying? So, so that NBKEDTF been together, third, yo, that's a fact. And um, I just want to say one thing. When I met Theme, the first time I met Theme, I'll make this real short, real quick. I met Theme, I shook that nigga's hand, yo, what's up, this is Theme. Then all of a sudden, I'm about to get jumped by like a hundred weightlifting dudes. And I was with dudes that didn't even jump in. And this man, my man's behind the scene right here, we all rumbled from day one. I, Goob, rest in peace. ID, he was cracking niggas' heads open. Yes. Yo, man, my nigga Turk was there, vocal, of course, salute vocal. We was rumbling with niggas. And I just met this dude five minutes before that. And ever since then, it's been eternal love, my nigga. NBK, KED, United, and, and DTF was always there. And FTR was always there. And even MTA. Yeah, salute. Yo, three. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace, ass. A1s. All the fellas over the FTR side, you know. So I, yeah, I want y'all to understand this. We used to have to go to meetings and there used to be a hundred motherfuckers there from crews. Yeah. All right, remember, yeah, tell me about those. Like with those, it was more where, you know, because again, no social media, no cell phones, nothing. You had beef for the dude, you rolled up on his block, you know, fight. You didn't want to bring it to the dude's house. Let's go to, let's meet here at eight o'clock. Or, you know, we're going to have this meeting and then we're going to shoot the fan or whatever. Came, everybody came, whatever. When the meetings came down, it was more, you know, all the crews, like the way, I guess, sort of a uh, a good example, like the way the Warriors, the movie was, where they had every had different little crews, you know what I'm saying? They meet in this one spot. And it was like, all right, we're going to do it this way. So, I mean, as far as it went that, with that, it was more along the lines of like, you got you shot the fair one, you shook hands, and it was either, you know, you walked away or you came cool. And that's how little by little dude, you know, crews got bigger and bigger. It was a thing like that. So I always felt like it was amazing the way like when K E D 
payments of my picture. I'm just saying personally, and it was, it was already like KDB, like you said, yeah. and fuck crew, and all of these fucking titans together. Like, what's the feeling, yo? Tell, uh, explain the feeling that we had when we was all deep together. Well, you know, I, I think it was, it was just everybody had some sense of security. You know what I'm saying? Like. Nobody's gonna come in, nobody's gonna fuck with us. It was, it was like, you know, we had shit locked down. You know what I mean? Like, dudes wouldn't come to the park. Like, when we came to, I would come to, to decal. You know what I'm saying? It was like, back then in the 90s, dudes like me, you know, they'd be surprised. They'd be like, oh, yeah, who's this white boy walking around over here? You know what I'm saying? And back then, you know, when you guys would come even to, to Greenpoint, you came to the park, and we were all chilling. Like, same thing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because, because of the way it was growing up, you know, yeah. it was like, what are you Spanish? Yeah, who these Puerto Ricans? You know what I'm saying? Same thing like, who these white boys or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And, and the funny part about it was being, obviously being, you know, my nationality, being Polish, Puerto Rican, Italian, whatever, it was, I was cool with, I became cool with so many different people and being able to go to Bed-Stein in the 90s, Bushwick in the 90s, you know what I'm saying? It was whole different, whole different ballgame, you know what I'm saying? To where it is today, it's like you walk the streets and it's like, Anybody could go in. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's surprising, you know what I'm saying, the way the whole the way the whole thing is changed to, to today. So. so just for for the followers that that aren't for our, from our era, anybody couldn't go to anybody's hood. That's it. Even if you knew somebody, because you could be in somebody's hood with the niggas from that hood, and niggas from that hood is gonna test you anyway. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be real. So if you was moving around freely through all the hoods, that means that you was holding weight. You know what I'm saying? So like like you said. Yeah, I mean, I I think you know even growing up, not so much being from the you know the train era and stuff like that, but seeing seeing the train era and then, you know big influences stuff like Chino Trim. You know what I mean? They started street bombings. You know, Easy Jaws, those guys. You know, Ja. But trains, ghosts, you know what I mean? Same TMR, the whole TMR crew, they did, you know, dual NCI, those guys like that. You know, it's it definitely, you know, you see these crews, you know, and as far as for us, you know, meeting different people through graffiti or whether it was through sports, you know, became cool with a lot of people, you go paint them with them, and it was like some dudes you, you became cool with and chill with on a regular basis, you know what I mean? Some dudes you painted with once, you know what I mean? Or yeah. Some dudes you ended up being cool with for a little bit and they ended up getting to be for it. It was just, you know, it was, graffiti has a lot of politics. You know what I'm saying? So it's, being I've been out of it for so long, you know, lifestyle changes and stuff like that, it, you know, you keep your eyes to the, you know, your eyes and ears open and stuff like that, always in the street or whatever, just, you know, for whatever purposes. For me, it was just an adrenaline rush. I never was, you know, this, considered myself to be some, you know, train bomber, you know, piece or nothing like that. It was, it was, you did, you had it, you did it for fun. You know, tree bombers, that was it. It was just vandals back then. You know, and I look at it now and it's like, it's become such a everyday thing where you see dudes that did that, putting the work back then, now at least they make the money off of it. You know what I mean? So it's, I think for the way it's become more of a, Profit for people that they can make money with their work. Did you, ever think, did you ever think it would be like that? Nah, you know what? I mean, I'm glad it did because of so many people that put the work in for so many years. Where, you know, dudes, there's a lot of dudes that are out there from the, the early eras that, you know, they 
got caught up in the streets or whatever, got went to jail or whatever, that can come home and be like, use their talent and make money. You know what I'm saying? So where, for me, I did it for fun. It's just, you know, I, I didn't really look at it that way, but the way the crew, the crew that got love and respect through all the neighborhoods and became, you know, just made a lot of, you know, lifetime friendships and stuff like that. That was, that was a big thing for me, you know. Meeting dude Sunset Park, Ribs, GAK, and, you know, casting those guys, like, you know, that became a friendship for 30 years, you know what I'm saying? And, and just with everything like that, it, I found it more valuable with certain friendships. And then it, as you go older, you start meeting other people. Smear TBV, you know, one of my closest friends, like, like a brother, you know what I'm saying? And till this day, you meet other people, you know, Spot, Scuff, YKK crew, you know, like back then we had, we had beef, you know what I mean, with, with everything. And it was like, to be grown men now and just be like being able to go out and just chill and have a have a drink or have you know lunch or dinner or whatever and just kind of talk about those times and be like thinking about it back then it's like wow you know 30 years you know what I'm saying and it's like okay who would have thought you know what I'm saying you'd be sitting down with a dude 30 years later that you were out the street like a teenager you know running around climbing fences just to take a tag or whatever so it's cool. I mean, it's something, I guess, now, looking back at it now, you know, and it ain't something, I guess, the way the new era is, it ain't something that, you know, like we, and as being a dad or whatever, that I would say, you know, I want my kids to do whatever, because I mean, like I said, again, it wasn't something where I profited off of it or nothing like that, but, you know, it, it was more of a hobby and, and where I think that, you know, you got a lot of people like where the kids these days are coming from out of state you know what I'm saying they're smashing the city and all that stuff so the new graffiti it's I give everybody you know their respect for what they're, they're doing with the way the whole new system is but yet it's not the same you know what I mean so I have a different outlook on it when I meet people a lot of times I'm just like nah, I, I'll say I don't write or well, I didn't write you know what I mean because I don't look at it that much you know what I'm saying I got a different lifestyle now or whatever and you know for me I do appreciate the respect that I and the friendships I've, I've gained through the, the whole you know time in it but I think that you know for me at this point it's like I just it's just a hobby and it's more like fun in a sense where you get that like adrenaline rush where you can do something and be like look back at it and drive past it later on for a flick or something or where you get a bunch of the fellas together like we are now and be like ah, I don't want to take a tag whatever but it's just that it brings you back to your childhood. So that's the pretty fact, much I just, I just like to hear the stories. That's how Graph Champs got started. So the, the legacies of these stories and the way things formed could live on and people right. could get the knowledge and shit. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as growing up, you know, where in the early part of the, the 90s, they had the peace factories in Williamsburg. That's where we, you know, like a lot of the DTF guys ever, you know, Ever, Papo, you know, myself, Uber, all of us would like meet up over there, you know, be like, yeah, we're gonna go there, we're gonna do the peace factors. You know, 16, 17 year old kids, you know what I'm saying? It was like, but it was funny because it was like, you can go there like on a random time of day and catch dudes and stuff, you know, and I'm like, here we are now, there's like 15 of us, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, who's that over there? And start chasing them out the buildings, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was fun. But I mean, I think that as, when you look back at it, it's, it's more like, it, I, I find it to be funny because it's like still being friends with so many of the guys today 
You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, all right, remember when we did this, remember when we did that. And unfortunately, like Google, who, you know, passed away so young, you know, most of my best memories in graffiti or with, in, with, with him, you know what I mean? We, we made, we kind of made the KED label. You know what I'm saying? People knew of it. And for me now, it's, I guess, after he passed away, you know, and it was like, kind of feel like a part of me, that part of me with the graffiti thing kind of went away. So then I started doing the whole Goober Day thing. Yeah, I want to talk it. about that. Goober yeah. Day, Goober Day. So tell me about how you came up with Goober Day. Again, Exile, being, the, being an influence as far as doing stuff with within like with the music industry and having his connects and stuff like that and meeting with a lot of the, the artists and stuff and just kind of bringing it to the neighborhood, you know what I'm saying, where people who did know him and, uh, you know, loved them is more of a celebration of life where you're not basically, you know, you're not doing it as a rest in peace. You're doing it to celebrate who he was as a person and people who appreciated him and his friendship and keeping his his memory alive. You know what I'm saying? I did it where on those days where you feel like, you know, you need a moment to yourself where you go back down by the park because that's where your best memories were and just chill by the wall even because you sit on the bench where you used to chill and just kind of look at the wall and be like, you know, yeah, you know. So that's pretty much why I did it, you know, for his mom's sake where when she's in the neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? Just she think when she used to be around for us, you know, and, and would come by and, and, you know, look out for us. And, you know, I don't, do things for recognition for myself. You know what I mean? I do it more just because it was just the love I have or, you know, the, the friendship I have with certain people or whatever. I try to, you know, would always help out in a sense. You know what I mean? But when it came to him, he was a little brother. You know what I mean? Like, everybody that knows me knows, knew him. You see me, you see him. You know, so I think doing it and the year he passed away was the same year my mom passed away. So it was, it was a real tough year and just kind of like went with it where it was like, you know what, all right, it's a bad time for me. And then to have that happening in a six month span of losing my mom and then losing, you know, like my little brother basically, I just felt that, you know, gotta do something positive, you know, turn a negative into a positive. And then we just started doing it and it became a, you know, a fun event where I was able to get, because of life circumstances, people, you know, work, families, you know, that type of thing, people who move away, would get everybody to come back, the people that I met in the early 90s through graffiti and, and just be able to have a good day together, kind of make it, you know, just like a little, you know, celebration where everybody gets to enjoy one another's company, you know what I'm saying? So, again, it's it's not really where to do it where it's for me or for him, it was for everybody, you know what I mean? So, that's pretty much how me and Exile decided to do it and then it kind of just got better and better every year and more people want to participate in it, you know? And the thing with something like that, when you, when you, you know, when you're setting something like that up, when you have genuine friends that come out of their way and are like, I want to do it because I have love for Google or whatever, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what love is, you know what I'm saying? As far as where you got dudes that you might know for 30 years and they're like, they want to get paid for something like that. And I get it, you know what I mean? They do it for a business purposes, but I feel that when you're friends with people for 30 plus years and, and they pass away, question. you're going to paint the wall regardless. So why not do it with all your, your boys to celebrate your boy's life? You know what I mean? So that a lot of guys, you know, shout out to, you know, 
ribs, such germs, you know. Just wait, 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 let's go, let's go down the line. And who did the first one? The first one. Gumby? Gumby, yes. Gumby, Ghost, R.I.S., because that was one of Google's favorite. He did the second one, Ghost? Yeah, Ghost. Then we had Slash, uh, Ribs, uh, participating every year. You know, whether he's doing a character or he actually did the lettering. Um, Hops has been part of it from day one. Such, such has been part of it for the most part. Germs has been part of it. You know, these guys, you know, they take the time out from their families and stuff like that, but they come down, you know, I give them a lot of credit and they always, you know, they're always inquiring about when the next time is going to be. So, you know, salute to all of them as well. You know what I'm saying? But that's where the whole thing, again, with the respect thing and the friendship thing goes a long way. You know what I mean? Because you might not speak to people every day, but when they come through, they, you know, and for a day like that, I take it as it's like one of those days where you can kind of just pick up from where you left off, whatever it was, and it's like it was yesterday. So that's why I kind of miss that we didn't do it the last couple of years because of COVID and because of permit situations and stuff, and the way the community people nowadays, the way Greenpoint is gentrified and kind of got pushed all of us out in a sense. So where they kind of run the show now. And it's like you know, the police don't want to really cooperate in a sense with it because it's like these people can tell you, you know, too much noise now, but yet they can do what they want. So, where we've had discussions and stuff like that for the, for another one, hopefully for this year. So we'll be keeping everybody posted. Team for the time coming for the little pull off now. Where people supposed to man rest in peace, dude. That was a ill dude, bro, and he was killing shit. He was killing shit with the other kid, STR, I think, right? STR was from Philly. Yep, but he had moved. He was. He was back with us. He came to Greenpoint, and we all became cool. And uh, he was just another street bomber. Not never did throws. He was a tagger. You know what I mean? He just wanted to paint. And but you know, back then you know, we all did a little street hustling, whatever it was. You know, it was like we kind of became cool. And then him and Goo, I stopped painting really back then already. I was you know working or whatever. And these guys were like out wilding all the time. And it was like, ah, come on, come on, come on. You know, and then you get that feeling, ah, all right, I'll go one. Well, I kind of kept it where everybody knew it was back then with the silver tags, you know what I mean? Like the big silver tags. And for, for, with him and Goobs, Goobs just loved it because it was just, he liked going out and seeing his name. You know what I mean? He just, he like, I always had a mark on or whatever. He just wanted to just always do stuff because he liked that whole, the whole, Lifestyle, really, like as far as the theme and stuff like that, you know. And he had his own shit. Yeah, he was had his own his own he, style the way he did it. Niggas don't really like catching most spots, but the nigga would blow it up and do a giant yeah. Uber tag across the whole bottom and just make drown everything else out. Like that nigga was ill. I hit a legendary bomb with Goober and ID, man. And that shit is legend. I just seen some tags yesterday, right? Like a word. Yeah. Yeah. I saw them a couple weeks ago in the neighborhood and stuff. We were talking. Yeah, I mean, ID, man. As far as as far as other influences, you know, with it, you know, you had the TKC crew from Greenpoint, EB, you know, Sir Echo, those guys, you know, they were Visa. You know, we used to see guys like that growing up. You know what I mean? They're all. Guys, like, you know, there's some of them are still doing stuff. You know what I mean? Easy it's, it's, shit. Yeah. So, you know, I think that for us in the neighborhood, we we made our we made our name as far as it goes with KED and stuff like that. And you know, I I think for me anyway personally, 
I enjoyed the fact of being able to go to coming to Bush here. You know what I'm saying? Going to bed side again, like I said earlier, and just being able to just be able to pull up. Like, yo, what's up? And just hang out. Like, it was nothing. You know what I mean? Day. Yeah. So, even meeting with, like, Vic 2, you know, by seeing them today, those guys, you know, it's like picking up like you were 20 years ago. You know, and just, it's like all love. And I think for me now, it's like I, I look forward to certain events only because you you know the, the way people are passing away you know suddenly and stuff like that you don't know you know like this so I look at it as tomorrow's never promised and try to take advantage of whatever time you can you know to chill with certain people and you know the friendships that, that you make I think you can value them or you, you know you, you can't for me I, I look at it I look at it as like uh, for example me and me and Ribs, you know, everybody knows that now as far as it goes with us, the G and D thing, you know. He's he became a big influence where he was like, you know, with the shirts and stuff like that when, with the Goober Day thing. He made shirts for Goober, you know, and you know, he, he puts in a lot of work where, you know, he helped out a lot with the Goober Day thing and stuff like that. So, you know, he kind of brought back a little bit of an adrenaline rush for me with the you know with the, the stickers and stuff like that and then you know keeping Google's memory alive with, with the shirts and then doing the wall because he's always been so creative as well you know so big shout out to him as well and uh, I mean you know for for me now it's like I look back at it I look back at it for being it's for 30 plus years now it's like you get that feeling from time to time. It's like you, you kind of get that itch. You know about it. You know, if you walk in, it's like, oh, man, you know. But at the same time, like you were saying before, with your son, you know, you can become a dad and stuff like that. It's like a different, a whole different outlook on things. That's a fact, bro. Like, today it ain't no joke out there. You could die for any fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, it's the truth. So, so you know, I mean, I think that uh, as far as our friendship, you know what I mean? Like, this... Being going from young teenagers running around, you know, to being grown men and being able to come here and just kind of like talk about it. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to come through and kind of just, you know, discuss it as far as where we started and where we are today. You know what I mean? Just have to. Plus, just even besides that fact, if you even take that friendship out of the equation, like erase me out of it, the what you was able to do. It was like kind of it, the way RFC did. They brought so many crews together right. and made such a powerhouse movement. You cemented a, a movement that is in history. Mount yeah, Rushmore even, even, all, even all those those guys, you know, like Cash RFC, Cal Filing you know, just meeting, yeah, meeting, yeah, meeting everybody like that. It's just they still show love today, you know. Like I, again, I, I feel that it's the friendships you you build or you make where dudes are still. Shouting you out, you know, like for the holidays and stuff like that. It's, it's a, for me, it was always graffiti was more of a, a respect thing, like it is in the street. My dad always taught me growing up, you know, you you need to earn your respect. So the, the graffiti thing was for me again was a hobby. I, I was more known to do whatever in the streets as far as the fighting and stuff like that. And, and, you know, that's how people knew me. The okay, and, you know, it is. I, I think looking back at it now, the crew was more of. A family, in a sense, to be with, rather than like a graffiti group, because you know we again we weren't a, 
we were street bombers. We weren't, you know, we weren't really like trained guys like there is out there, like from back in the days, TK and guys like that, you know. So I feel that the recognition that we, or I, we, you know, established throughout, you know, even with the, the old school guys that I can respect, I have with all of them today, is that's the biggest thing, you know, like, you know, being able to see a dude in the street and be able to, like, you know, what's up, you know, how you been, how's everything, you know, and catch up. It's, it's kind of like, for me, that that's the most satisfying thing about it. You know, like, I don't, you're never worried about, like, being famous from the thing because it didn't, it didn't really, it wasn't something that I knew that I really, it was part of my life that way, it was more of just a fun part it's, of my It's life. the same thing with us, like, well, for me personally, it was the rush, more yeah. the rush and the fun yeah, of just like, getting, you know, getting, getting away with it. People came to the house or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. ringing your bell at, you know, 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night, yo, come on, let's go, you know, let's go do a spot, let's do that. And, you know, even at certain times back then, it was like, I would turn it away, be like, ah, you know, I'm tired, I know we're, whatever. And then, then you see these dudes go out, and then you see them the next day, they're like, ah, dude, I missed it. You know? like, <laughs> but then at the same time, you're like, you know, and then you're like, oh, we got Chase, we got that, you know, and you're like, yeah, was it worth yeah. it? Uh-huh. Yes, because you got away with it, but it's the one time you don't get away with it, and you're like, you can't go to the box for everything. Did you do did you have a, a favorite bomb? A favorite bomb that you did? Yeah, one of one of the one of the favorite times, I guess, uh, would be me, Checo, rest in peace, Touche, Catch. We would do. We actually did Knickerbocker, and it was the dead of winter. And Catch had a, had a new uh, brand new Columbia jacket on. He might have got it like that week, or and he's like, he's in the doorway. It's freezing, like. Like was, we were all packed in this little Hyundai he had and stuff, and with the tape and tag, whatever, and Touche's like doing a big film. Matter of fact, I think it might have been between Decal, it might have been right by, by the block, the old block, and he's in the doorway, and then you see him like starting to like wrestle around. Wanna <laughs> run over to him, like, yo, what's the matter? He's covered in paint. The paint exploded, he blew up all over his jacket, he's like, yeah, yo, he's like, I'm dead, I just got this jacket. I'm like, yo. Flip it inside out, bro. Like sitting there like this, like frostbite. You know what I mean? Like what are we gonna do? Chilling there. Hops come road, drove driving down, and like we're just staying on there's four white boys and Checo was like on the other side. There's four of us standing by the door like at fucking three o'clock in the morning on Nickelbacker Avenue, like dead or winter. Like, yeah, what are you what are you assholes doing? He's covered in paint. Like, what do you say? You know what I mean? So I mean, that that was one of that was a fun one. I I did we did like King's Highway, uh, like the F line with me, Stacks, Gist, SC, KST, uh, Checo, I think, was with us, Rusto. Uh, I don't know if Touche was there. Catch was definitely there. And I remember they were going up, they, they were like, just wanted to go do a rooftop or something. And it was like the, the KHB guys, the King's Highway boys, like rolled up and we all like got chased, whatever. We didn't know where anybody was. We were like all getting separated, we were, like all running. Like, you know, used to pack in a car. Like one dude had a car, <laughs> piling four or five dudes in the car. You only had his thirty dudes because in the neighborhood, their neighborhood. What the fuck you doing out here, buying whatever? Like, now, nah, we, now nah, we're good. We're just chilling. Like, ah, we, we can smell the paint. You know, getting banged, running with book bags and shit. You know, so stacks, stacks always was very, you know, like yo, let, let's go do, let's go do the, the stations. Let's go here. He was all over the place. You know, he was definitely somebody that. Brought a lot of crews together as well, you know, with, like meeting the 501 guys and stuff like that. Doom, FUK crew, that's from Metal Over Night back in like probably 91, 92. So we're talking, you know, 30 years, 30 plus years with 
everybody just knowing them now and then being able to see guys today, it's for me I just I appreciate that more than anything. That's what I got out of the thing really. A lot of the friendships. The fucking bombs, bro, the stories, the stories. Yeah. But, yeah. but now I gotta pick your graffiti brain. Who was your favorite did you have a favorite train bomber? Train wise? Yeah, like uh, when you was looking at I mean as far as looking back at it, Ghost, <clears throat> Saint, TK, Deck, FYA, I mean both, you know, trains and, and streets. Um SP yeah, I mean, Trap, LF, you know, he's still doing it with his 50, you know, 50 state blockbusters. Um, Fib, as far as, you know, he did a little train thing with the streets. Uh, Dandy, you know. Uh, Who's your favorite writer? Do you have a favorite writer? Who's the Nah, because I, I think as far as writers, as far as a favorite writer, I, I had different favorites for certain things. You know what I mean? Like, so I think when you look back at it and, and it's like, for me, everybody had their own little thing that would catch your eye. So who has the dopest throw up? Who's your favorite throw ups? Mm-hmm. I guess if I had <laughs> Ghost, Ghost was definitely one. Ghost, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ghost, Saint TMR. Um, I like TK stuff. I guess today, you know, if I look back at it, if you go like era, era to era, Stax's S was always a classic. Doom with his D with the faces in it. You know, Fib again. You know, guys like that. I mean, they they, they just stand out. Traps T's. You know, like uh, everybody had their own little niche for certain things and for me I was I was more of a like a, again a tagger so Chino and Trim you know what I mean they they were just straight black tags you know what I mean like everywhere so you got Chino Trim you know Jaws Easy to, to this day you know guys like that Josh Five um as far as a classic throw WF had a unique throw you know what I'm saying so for him you know it's different stuff ストロークのステーションネームとけ。そう、あの、あげるりせい。だ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ
you know, so guys that are doing stuff like that, you know, you got to give them their props. You know what I'm saying? They're getting on planes and going to these, like, you know, these unknown countries, half of them, and they're just... <laughs> just being able to just do their thing, you know. Shout out to Ray BWH, you know, out in, out in, you know, the Santo Domingo, you know, in the Dominican Republic, just being a, you know, being an advocate for graph out there and just showing everybody love out there, you know. So, I I think that for me, I I'm again just gonna say just I'm more of a fan of it in the sense where I appreciate the old stuff, the new stuff. Give the people their props, but it wasn't uh, it's. To me, it's not stuff that is known. It's not I think it's something that's going to carry as much weight going forward. You know what I'm saying? Like trike, trike stuff was always is dope until this day. You know, even the stuff he does just is um, sharpie work. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think for me, I'm probably not the best, I guess, you know, person to get to get opinions on it because it's just like I said. Sess is probably one of the, you know, dopest pieces in graffiti, you know what I mean? You know, burner-wise, you know? So that's the thing. Dual MCI, you know, showing it with the, with the freaks. You know, everybody has their own niche. The, the germs and all of, you know, the TRK dudes, they're doing, you know, they do their, their work. So it's, there's just so many people out there that can give shout-outs for days, you know what I'm saying? So for me, it's just being a fan of it as far as being able to drive by and see things and, a lot of dudes now, you know, they they giving me, they including me in certain things. You know, look at as far as the way the the whole thing, Danny Cortez. You know, shout out to him doing his his thing. You know, what I'm saying he's blowing up. You know, he's definitely showing love to to the graffiti to the graffiti community as well. You know, what I'm saying with the with, with all his work. You know, what I'm saying so people like him that humble down and want to be. Part of the part of the whole community and show love to the dudes, you know what I'm saying? Is is great because he doesn't forget where he comes from. You know what I'm saying? So he is giving everybody his childhood friends and people that he's meeting, certain people that he knows that, that are part of the culture. So shout out to him as well. well salute to Danny Cortez. He made a fucking train. He made a replica. You you see it, right? Oh, yeah. Yo, the train, bro. Fucking awesome. Bro. Yeah, you know that that's that's the thing. You know, I, I think that the way graffiti is today, it's more now. It's become more. They consider it just art. You know, and, we, and where a lot of people are just they're able to make money on it. And I think it's great. You know what I'm saying? So I I don't I've been out of it as far as over twenty plus years. You know what I'm saying? Active and. You know, it, it was again just I guess when you kind of lose when you lose that that rush because of more important things I guess in a sense as far as family and careers and stuff like that. You know, it's it's cool, but yet to me I knew it was never gonna be my life. You know what I'm saying? So, but um, every now and then and shit, you know, I because I'm the same way, you know. Family, man. I'm saying I've worked out a lot of that shit, so it's no, it's no fucking around. Yeah, man. I, you know, look, I, in everyday life, you know, you got to look at what's what's important. And, you know, for for me, you know, a lot of guys, as they get older, you know, they take up golf and stuff like that. I still have my little eye in the shoot because I like, the, I like going to walls and watching, you know, see dudes' pieces because it's just, 
bring you kind of back to being a kid again. Who do you think has the dopest hairstyle? You know a lot of writers, bro. You know everybody that I don't know. And I know a lot of motherfuckers, <laughs> but you ask for fact. Hairstyles, hairstyles, um... Uh, Spock, KMS, he's, he's got, he's got, he definitely got a dope hairstyle. Um, I guess, well, you got, you got Spock, um, if I, if I had to, like, really put Ribs, Ribs got, you know, Ribs has his own unique style, Z. Um, again, everybody, everybody has their own little thing that you, you know, that you kind of pick it out as far as what you like about their, their style, you know? So, Neek, N-E-E-K, Bias, Bias, out as dope hand style. But again, it's, they're not really, as far as favorites go, Doom, I always like Doom's hand style. Saint TMR again, you know. Saint TMR, bro. yeah, that's another one. Yeah, bro. you know, we have the FS shit. Yeah, that's fire. Saint TMR is one of my top favorites. And show who you think is the illest street bomber of all time. Gotta give it to, gotta give it to Jay. You have to. I mean, it, you know, it's his legacy, and you know, for him, there's no finish line. So, with him. You know, that's what it comes down to. Believe. So, you know, it's, that's, that's basically, uh, for me, I, you know, look at it like this too. You got guys like Dark and Nairo, you know what I mean? They're high spots, you know what I mean? Like they, they got their own unique styles. Both, you know. So I, I just, I was always a, a fan of it in the sense of where like, different ways of how people bond, you know what I mean? Like, the train era, the tunnels, you know, Hojo has all the tunnels smashed, you know what I mean? When you was young, did you used to like um, looking through the train? Yeah, of course. It's like being a kid like anything else, you know what I mean? You'd be like, be so surprised at what you'd see, you know, but, and be like, even growing, going through the tunnels, growing up, like we'd, we'd walk the stations, you know what I'm saying, in the wintertime, like, yeah, let's like, give us walk through this ID back then in the 90s. He take us out like on little missions, you know, come on, I'll show you what's what, you know, like, he knew the ins and outs of like the G line. But, you know, it, it, again, it wasn't that much of an, an interest that I really took on. You know what I'm saying? I was more like, you was in Forbidden Arts, though, wasn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I was. Remember that shit? Yeah. One of the, one of, as another person, I guess I got to say that to me, one of my favorite writers, I guess, was DG, rest in peace. His style, it was, you know, beyond, you know, most. I think if, you know, a lot of guys would definitely put him in the top ten as far as style goes. You know, style goes as far as piecing. He had the whole the whole package. You know what I mean? Bottom wise, piecing. You know what I mean? So I, I think for me, he's definitely one of my top top ten favorites as far as you know, writers go as well. You remember when you was um, recording, getting recorded for yeah. um, the Yeah, yeah. We did it. We did it in Greenpoint. We uh, Google. Cap, Phantom. Uh, I guess it was 91, something like that. VCR tapes. Yeah, yeah. ID actually, when uh, after the tapes, then he got it all downloaded and stuff onto 
uh, to see these. And then he, he ended up trying to do like a re, wanted to do like a re-edited version and actually considered like doing something else within the last like 10 years of like the movie but he ended up not doing it. So that's a classic if y'all don't know about forbidden arts. Well, how many points he had? Two? Yeah, two. Yeah. Two, right? Two, all one, two, yep. You was in both of them? No, I had stuff in the second one, but I we were, and he featured us more on the first one because of the three-point game and stuff like that. But uh, Cope, Cope was in the one I was in, and uh, trying to remember, I don't really remember who else was it. Maybe Z and Matt, I think they did it. I think they were in the one I was in as well. If they're not one. Do you, do you have it? I don't. I had I had a copy of it, but stuff... Um, Sandy, Hurricane Sandy and stuff. I lost a lot of stuff. You know, some photos I had and some other old shit. But ID had, actually, he still has some stuff stored somewhere, a way to get, I think, to get the new, the newer version of it. But I would just like to get another copy of it just to check it out. Just to, just oh, yeah. You know, just for, the, just for the, the fun of it. You know what I mean? That shit had, I think, Rhino and Jowls too, and Nia, right? Yeah. Yep. They were, they were in it for classic, that time. Yeah, rest in peace, me and the whole KGB squad. Those guys all, I know them from 91 as well. You know, we used to meet up, uh, they used to have, like you said, with these little meetings and stuff. We would meet up in, in the west side and then we'd walk the Freedom Tunnels, all of us. And, uh, and we painted the Freedom Tunnels back in like 91, these stacks. Near, as is, yeah, debt, MCI, um, my boy Agast, Exile, like all of us, they have these meetings, they meet up at Great Papayas, and then we walk into the, into the beginning of the Freedom Tunnels and then walk as far as we could have just, it was, that was, a, that was a cool experience as far as like doing stuff and then bombing back then too, because it was hundreds and hundreds of like homeless people. And you're just like, you're like looking at you like, you know, you're being their territory, it was like an underground world, bro. And it was just wow. like, you know, you know, I can say that, yo, it was crazy. That definitely, definitely a, a life experience to see that shit. So, do you remember the first time you went in the tunnels? What, the regular, the regular training tunnel? Yeah, like the first time. I, I guess it was probably 91, 92, with like Google ID. Like I said, we would walk, we would walk the stations on the G line because that's where we were from. So we would hit the station and then we'd start like creeping into the tunnels here and there. Google was in the tunnels more with ID because they, ID was in them on a regular basis. So for me, it, I did it here and there. Like, again, we, we did it for just to walk around just for the experience. But I guess it was probably 91, 92. Did you ever get chased by the police? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were, we were, we were doing stations on the L line and uh, we were like looking at these guys as, as we did them and then we ran into the tunnels and they chased us into the tunnel and then we when we came when we went back upstairs catch uh this kid cease he, he was he, he was really not much of a problem he came cool with us or whatever and uh somebody else they got bad and we, we came out of the we came out of the station down the block and we walked up the block to see the paddy wagon was there, he was saying the paddy wagon. I was like, ah, fuck. And like, they got caught. We were able to make it through. Like, certain things, ID would show us certain ways in and out, certain, you know, the hatches and stuff. So we were able to get out of it. Man. I mean, 
for me. That's an early adrenaline rush, yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 Crack down on graph with like Giuliani and stuff like that. It was like, you know, start looking towards your future and be like, you know, do I want to be, do I want to be bombing or do I want to be have a career that you can look back and then talk about it. So that to me, that's what I think that's what kind of took me off the path and then just kind of became more of a fan of it than anything else. So, do you got, do you got um any photo albums left? Nah, my boy. My boy Slack, he has a lot of old photos that he had from the early, late 80s, early 90s and stuff. That he used to take, he used to go with Pope and take a lot of photos. So he's got, he's got a bunch of stuff stored away as far as old photos. But we had, Goober used to have a lot of old photos from like the Peace Factory and stuff, stuff that we did in like early 90s. But, you know, I mean, I, as far as myself, now. I have nothing. I have nothing graffiti related to yeah. Oh, what about the merch? People could get merch. Yeah, the, like not from there. Yeah, the shirts. Yeah, they can. They, they could uh, reach out to me or whatever through the through Instagram, or through DM or whatever. Or we're gonna have it up on the website, Urban Mechanics, the, the same GAK website thing. That'll be the link that they can get the shirts as well. So shirts, hats, also. I haven't made any hats. We did this the run of shirts just for uh, for the show. When they, when they did it, um, shout out to Gouch. Gouch, another hand style, you know? Yeah, he, he looked out this time around, you know, try to, I try to keep it where I just show everybody a little love to kind of get the recognition as well with the kind of collaborative concept, you know what I'm saying? With the, with the crew and then with people's ideas, whether it's a hand style or, or something like that. So that's, for me, it's kind of just keeping it within the crew for everybody, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, the, you reach out to me, whatever, you know, as far as getting shirts and stuff like that. That's a fact. I just wanted the people to know and shit. So, yeah. so before, like, we get off this or anything like that, is there anything you want to say, anything? Now, I mean, for me, you know, as far as it goes through graffiti again, grateful for all the friendships I, I made, you know, all the connections I made with a lot of people. And again, appreciate the opportunity to come out and, you know, speak about I guess the KED thing in a sense as far as uh, where it began or whatever how it started and uh, that's pretty much it even when even like if you say I, I know you don't you're not active and all of that stuff the, the KED thing is just going to keep living on because it's so so where, where is it going to go how, how, how do you see it happening for me for me to keep the name going would be just basically like with the with the shirts, you know, doing a Google Day thing as far as we can decide to go with it. And that's it. It's it's, it's not really for any sort of recognition as far as within the graffiti community thing anymore. It ain't about graffiti. You know what I'm saying? It's it's more just, just for the sake of the name. For me, again, like I said, the, the personal... Um, for me, it was the, the, the saying itself was because of my dad and stuff like that that kept it with me. So whether it's just me alone, 
So be it. That's all my fault. Your father said, knock him dead. Right. But I forgot to even ask you how you even got the tag theme. Was theme your first tag? Yeah, yeah. So there was a kid that when I was in grammar school, he, he wrote it. And he was like writing on paper. We were in a class together, but I'm like looking at him. And he's like doing all kinds of jobs and stuff like that. And he ended up like saying, he ended up starting writing it and then he got into beef with like a dude and the guy like threatened him. Because he said he was the real theme or something like that. And I was like, that doesn't, he doesn't even spell it the same way. And, uh, and then he was like, nah, I'm changing my name. And he started writing Niver, N-I-V-E-R. So I was like, I started writing and I was like, yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it a shot, fuck it. And just started writing and then just kept writing on paper and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll stick with it, the hell with it. You know, because back then it was like, you know, then I went to Gumby and I was like, oh, you know, so I gotta, gotta do like a throw off, whatever. And he started like doing different throw offs. And he was like, yeah, it, I think it fits you good. Like, you know, keep, you should keep the tag, whatever. Because even then, I was still unsure of it, you know what I mean? But then with Exile and stuff like that, it was like, we were just start, we were just taking tags. And I, I, even back then, I was like, not doing throw ups. So I was like, I'm, to me, it seemed like it took too long to do it. I'd rather just do a tag move, do a tag move, just keep, you know, for me, I was more like getting a tag on every corner rather than just doing a film, you know? Because back then, you could sit there and it would run. Like, and, and then my whole thing was I wanted a tag on every corner of the uniform. When people came to the neighborhood, they would see it. So that was, you know, but that, that's pretty much how I got it. And the kid did it and then he didn't want it. And then I was like, you know what? Then the other, the other dude, once I started painting, he went on, he started going over me. But, well, knife? No, he wrote theme, but he wrote T H E A M E. He was like FDA crew from like Jackson Heights, East Elmers. But then Min ended up, I think, having like an altercation with this dude, I guess, at a diner or something. And then I think something happened to him. Whatever. I don't know the whole story with him anyway. But he kind of like just fell off the face of the earth. I don't know if he passed away or whatever it was. But. So it was like, it was like almost like back then, it was like right away, it was like almost like a sign, like, all right, you got the tag. It's beef related, like whatever, you know, like just run with it. So I just kind of, I stuck with it, you know, and then I just left, left it like that. Crazy. Yeah. Yo, thank you. No problem. Thank you. I you know this always yep. fucking love. <laughs> Likewise. Now, shout out to my, my two kids at home who aren't big fans of the whole graffiti thing, but, you know, Michael and Jillian. And, uh, you know, listen, it was part of my past. You know what I mean? It's, still, it's just, it was a hobby. It's not, you know, really who I am as far as it goes today, but, you know. It's fun. I still consider it fun, so. Big shout out to Dan. Thanks for coming. Good show, bro. Yeah. Yo, man. Thanks again. Son, N-B-K-E-D-T-F-T-R-T-N. It yeah. keeps yeah, going. Keep going. BCS, you know. You know Say all of that. STV, all the rest of the crews, you know. Everybody that tuned in today, thank you again for all the, you know, love that everybody's been showing on. Instagram and you know through the DMs and messaging and stuff like that it, it was fun and uh, you know I guess all the dudes that are out there painting keep going have fun yeah and keep us posted on the Google yeah, thing yeah thing I will yeah so sure. and they can get the merch they can get the merch yeah the merch yeah the DMs hit you up you know Mr. Knock and Dead 
on Instagram, whatever, and then it will be putting up the website soon enough. That way they can get it on the website, maybe mechanics, and that's for the GAP stuff or whatever, PD shirts and stuff like that. So, yo, Dean KED, boy. Thank you. That was Grab Chance, baby. Grab Chance, Grab Chance. Yo.